So whether it comes from MLB players themselves or the MLB altogether, I think it's important that we, we work together in order to grow the league and grow it to where we know it can be. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey there, welcome back or welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Agle. I'm so excited. We are days away from expecting our little one to join us. So if we take a little hiatus from the podcast here in a bit, you'll know why. If some of you are like shocked that this is the first time hearing about it, I've posted it on socials. A few of my guests and I have chatted about it. No, we did not make a public announcement on the podcast, but yes, we are so excited to greet our little one. Yes, we think we have a name, but we're still letting it muster, so you'll find out (laughs) once he gets here. Today, I wanted to share a little bit of my insight on professional softball. So as you may or may not know, I played professional softball for two years. It was some of the most rewarding times, but also some of the hardest times for me. I won't get into the full details, but if you want all the details, uh, I had an entire episode called The Time I Hated Softball. That was during my professional time, not the whole time, but part of it. But I'm not here to hate on professional softball in any way, shape, or form. I was actually just inspired by the fact that the WPF, which is the new women's professional fast pitch league, had their draft last night. And I wanted to highlight some of the big things that I think are coming with professional softball. I love a lot of things going on. I also think that there are things in professional softball that could be done better. So I'm going to give you my take on how it can still grow. Highlighting some of the pro players, not just in the WPF, but also Athletes Unlimited, which I've interviewed a lot of Athletes Unlimited players on the show before, like Sam Fisher, Haley Wagner, Amanda Lorenz, Erica Piancastelli. Um, but also, I want to definitely end and wrap up with how we, you and me, that are involved in this game, can keep growing it. Because we know that there are so many of you, um, and even some parents that have sh- told me that, you know, my daughter wants to play professional softball. And I love that that's a dream and I want them to be able to have opportunities even bigger than what the players have now, because what the players have now is yes, more than what I got. I'm going to be frank and just say that I've never shared this before, but literally my rookie salary going out of college was in my three month season. I was paid $4,500 
for being a professional athlete. And, you know, as a call, as somebody out of college, like, Hey, that's a cool summer job. But what if we can expand this to be similar to MLB? What if players can make not just a living, but a great lifestyle out of playing professional softball? I, I hope that we can get there. Um, I want to share with you a few ways I think we can get there, but let's just dive in. So like I said, I was inspired by the WPF draft last night. I was listening to Jen Schroeder and Tara Henry, who is the head of D1 Softball, who's one of my favorite platforms to follow, especially in the D1 space every weekend. Um, But they were talking about and interviewing people in the WPF helping to grow the game. And I just think it's so fun that we have this social media platform that can help the game grow. It was obviously there when I played as well, but you know, video is a huge thing now. Um, teams are investing in video, not just editing, but just incredible people to take photos and showcase these incredible athletes and have them just do what they do. So Here's a brief little recap of the draft last night. So the first draft pick that was chosen by the Oklahoma City Spark um, was Alex Duraco. So crazy enough, my sister played with her last year at Michigan. She's competing in her final season at Oklahoma right now. The Oklahoma City Spark chose her as their number one draft pick. And yes, a lot of people are like, what the heck? Why didn't they choose Montana Fouts? We have to realize that, again, players don't get paid this crazy amount of money. And I'm not saying players only play for money, but I think there's rumors on the street saying how Montana Fouts, she's playing for Team USA this summer. She has a lot of clinic obligations. She has a lot of work that she has planned ahead of time to do. And because that was a rumor on the street, that's why she wasn't the first round draft pick because why make her a first rounder if she's not going to play? So she's likely not going to play for the WPF this summer. She was drafted later on in the draft, but again, a lot of people are upset that she wasn't the first draft and just understand like we are not where MLB is. We are not where professional basketball is yet. We hope to be there one day, but realize that, you know, players have to figure out a way to make a living after college and, Um, you know, jumping right into professional softball isn't on everybody's agenda. So we have to understand that everybody has their own story. Uh, Other amazing players that were drafted, super excited for Charla Eccles at Florida. She is one of the standout players. She's going to be playing for the Smoke, the Texas Smoke, which is a brand new team in this league. Um, Super excited she gets that opportunity. Rachel Becker, I don't know if you've heard that name before, but she is a former Boilermaker playing at OSU right now. Super pumped that another Boilermaker was drafted. I think it's so great and awesome. Bailey Klinger at Washington was drafted. Kayla Kowalik, who's a star player at Kentucky. Who else? Katherine Sandercock at FSU. We all know her. Grace Lyons. She was drafted as well. So a lot of incredibly amazing players were drafted. Oh, I have to shout out Jordan Rudd too. Can't believe I forgot her. She is also a Big Ten athlete and plays used to play for my old travel ball team. So shout out to you, Jordan. Amazing catcher behind the plate. She was drafted by the Pride. Just so many cool opportunities. And what's really cool is these players get to decide if they want to play. Um, for some people, it's like an automatic no-brainer. They're going to play. But remember, our game is not at the level of all these other 
professional leagues like baseball and basketball yet. So these some some players are going to play and some players won't. And for those of you that are saying, why would you why would you pass up an opportunity? I mean, I agree. I played my two years because I thought that was such a sweet gig. And, you know, getting to continue to play the sport that I loved was a no brainer, but it's not for everybody but super excited. They're going to be playing alongside already players in the WPF, Savannah Jaquish, Ali Carda, Ali Aguilar, Jocelyn Allo. We all know that name. So I think the league of the WPF is growing. And based on those picks, based on who I think will play this summer, it's going to be an even more competitive league. Um, and there's more teams. So super excited about the WPF and where it's headed. Now, this other professional league called Athletes Unlimited, if you guys are curious like how that's going to go, well, that's still going to be a thing. Um, They're still going to have their summer series that they play before their fall series. Um, So that's something that Athletes Unlimited has grown since the first interview with the player that I had with Sam Fisher. They now have two seasons, so a summer season and a fall season. Um, So they play more games. Pretty exciting. Um, the one thing about Athletes Unlimited, and you guys probably think that I favor Athletes Unlimited, I am a fan of just growing the game itself. So I don't have a favorite between Athletes Unlimited and WPF. Obviously, Athletes Unlimited has been around a bit longer. They on social media are just larger because, again, they've been around. Also, their media team is incredible. And they have other sports within Athletes Unlimited that are able to highlight softball in itself as well. So um, do I think they're bigger right now? Yes. Do I think that matters? No. I just think it's awesome that, again, athletes can dream to play professional softball for a decent amount of time. Um, There's a lot of seasoned players in Athletes Unlimited, Um, a lot of players who have been competing for a long time. So I think... I think both are amazing. I'll get to this here in a bit, but I think saturating all the best players in two different leagues is not exactly my favorite thing. But again, an opportunity to continue to play, it's incredible. And I'm just so happy about it. Um, If you guys are curious a little bit more to learn about Athletes Unlimited, Sam Fisher, like I said, she was episode nine of this podcast. And uh, she talks about owning her swing. She talks a lot about Athletes Unlimited. So if you just want to get to know the game a little bit, um, because it's played a little bit differently in in AU, um, you can go check that episode out. Kiki Stokes, she has played for Athletes Unlimited as well. She talks about competitiveness in episode 17. Haley Wagner was on talking about pitching and how she's living out her dream in AU. That was episode 20. Amanda Lorenz, you know, she's one of my favorite hitters. She also plays for AU um, and she talks about having confidence as a hitter. So she was episode 74. Erica Piancastelli, another big hitter that we love to watch. Um, Her episode is called Always Swing Hard and that was episode 79. So I kind of just like telling you guys, (laughs) people from the podcast that I've interviewed before, just in case it slid under the radar, maybe my marketing wasn't too great, but I want you guys to be able to learn from the best. And if you have dreams to play professional softball, um, it should be a priority to learn from current professional softball players and learn how they think what their approach is at the box. Tori Vidalis, her episode was 108 and 111. She talks about the power of being a great defender and owning first base and also having this big, ginormous, amazing swing, but being able to control it. So again, 
these are episodes that if you want to be a pro athlete, these are some of the best in the game and you can learn so much from them. Wanted to take a quick break from the episode to give a listener shout out. I haven't done this in a couple of months. I'm so excited. This one was written in August of 2022 and the title was Grateful and Glued to This Podcast. And it was from number 34 and number 36 dad. He said, I'm always in search for a podcast that will help me help my kids and other kids I interact with. A lot are very hard to listen to because the host voice is blah. Ashley draws you in with her sincere love for the game, mentally and physically. Well, number 34 and number 36, dad, I am grateful for you. And yes, I hope through this podcast, you can see my passion for the game and its growth. And I'm just so happy that you're here listening with your daughters. Hopefully you're still here. That, that, that review was last year. But I am so sincerely grateful for everyone who writes a review on the podcast. You help this podcast reach more ears. And that is what I'm here for. I'm here to grow the game. I'm here to make your experience hopefully better through this podcast. So if you found any joy in this podcast, please head to Apple or Spotify and leave me a review. And even if it's an honors review of a one star, I'll take it. Um, I'm here for criticism as well. But thank you so much for just writing this review and all of you who have written past reviews. I'm so grateful for you. Um, It does help not just this podcast grow, but the game grow itself too. So thank you so much for writing the review. Now let's get back to this episode. Now let's go back to the WPF. So again, I'm excited that people are excited about the WPF. I'm glad the game is growing. Brandon Phillips, if you don't know that name, he was a former MLB player. He has been the first professional baseball player to invest in professional softball. And at least as far as I know, I I don't think anybody else has. And why I think this is absolutely significant is that this is what the game has needed. This didn't exist when I played. Um, Again, our salaries were basically nothing. It was just a fun little summer gig. But because he and his wife have been able to invest in professional softball, it allows for more opportunities to travel to different places, have people in the roster actually get a little bit more money. And just from an overall aspect of just growth, it's amazing that he has kind of started this fire. Um, one thing that his wife mentioned on the interview with Jen and Tara that I mentioned that I loved is that she said, there's a lot of professional baseball players who have little girls and, you know, being able to open up doors for their, their little girl who plays softball, who maybe wants to be like daddy and wants to play professionally. That's one of the core reasons why they invested in the WPF. And now Brandon and his wife are the owners of the Texas Smoke. So I just think it's so cool that, you know, these players who, yes, make a lot more money than professional softball players at the moment are seeing the bigger picture now. And because female athletes, they're growing like the, that's why I'm just so excited and why I wanted to record this episode is the game is growing. It's being seen by other people that, you know, have, have little girls who want their, their daughter to become great at whatever she wants. 
this is a huge step for the game, which is why I'm a fan. I'm a fan of WPF. I'm a fan of what they've been able to do so far. And Lauren Chamberlain has done an incredible job putting this together and and making it a very player-led community. Athletes Unlimited is the same way. But Lauren has been there. Her and I competed against each other in the NPF when that existed. And again, sure, she probably made more money than me because she was on a different team and they were more established. But it's it, it's not about that. Lauren knows that players who enjoy their experience, um, not just being in the league, but having a great experience on a team, being able to compete with their friends and you know live out their dream, that's how people stay in the game longer. So Lauren's in it for the long run, and I think it's awesome. We have had one WPF player on the podcast, and I can't I can't not tell you because I just told you all the athletes and limited players. But Delaney Spalding, uh, she plays for the Pride. She was Team USA shortstop in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Her story was incredible. She actually has two episodes on the podcast. The first was talking about her Olympic experience and also being raised in California, what led her to loving the game, why she loves defense so much. But also episode, that was episode 28. But episode 29, she talks about battling back from an ACL tear, which was in 2020, which if you guys remember, the 2020 Olympics was actually in 2021. But in 2020, she tore ACL and she talks about her experience and how she was able to battle back from that injury and still be the starting shortstop in 2021 when they competed. So if that is something that you'd be interested in, episode 28 and 29 of the podcast, Delaney Spalding preaches fire. And I think you're going to love her episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Another exciting thing about the WPF is that there are more teams coming. Um, I think somebody was interviewed yesterday. I won't call him out. He definitely shared that there's a waiting list of people who want to start teams around the country for the WPF. And that's just exciting. Okay. It's just exciting. The fact that people want to invest in the game more, again, more opportunities for more players to get drafted. A lot of people are upset that certain players didn't get drafted. They only had 24, I believe, athletes drafted last night. That's not a very big class. So we have to realize that over time, we're going to have more teams. Over time, there's going to be more opportunities. So we have to take it day by day. But it's just an exciting time for professional softball. And I truly believe that. So like I said, I have mad respect for both leagues, the Athletes Unlimited League and the WPF. I think they're both doing incredible things. The Athletes Unlimited League, because they play the game. The game is the same, but there's a point system. I think it keeps it fun and entertaining. WPF, they don't have the point system, but they get to play the game. And so I think the game is the game, and it's not changing. Um, But I think that both of these leagues I have mad respect for. And I love watching the best of the best compete, and this is where you get to do that. They're both expanding the game, like we're saying. And they're keeping dreams alive for young athletes. So how can we not love both of these leagues? Now, what I think we can do a little bit better from a professional standpoint, and like I said, my experience was my experience. It was some of the hardest times of my life, but also some of the sweetest times. And I gained so many great relationships. A lot of them I've interviewed on this podcast, like Lauren Haker. She was like my go-to girl. But I think... That, like I said earlier, having two different leagues 
might hurt in the future because they're playing at the same time. And what I think will help the game grow the most is truly having just like one league. And and maybe there's another league like in the off season potentially, but having players compete in one league allows all the best players to be in one place. And I hate seeing them separated or saturated, but what's cool is they both have a lot of amazing players. They all are great players. In episode 63, I had Natasha Watley on talking about why Japan is so dominant in the game of softball. And now we've also learned in the game of baseball. Um, She talks about how their league is run and how she thinks that there's a lot of things that the U.S. should be adopting um, in order to grow the game, but also be able to play, pay your players more, have longer seasons and things like that. It's, it's actually a really insightful episode. So if you want to see how Japan does it, recommend going to episode 63 to learn from Tosh, who played in that league as soon as the 2008 Olympics were over. And now she's still coaching over there. So really insightful episode if you're interested in learning more about that. Like I said before, we need more MLB collabs. So the fact that Brandon Phillips is on this this train, I love it. Um, we're going to need more of that in order to sustain just ultimate success in the professional league. So whether it comes from MLB players themselves or the MLB altogether, I think it's important that we we work together in order to grow the league and grow it to where we know it can be. Also, we talk about this in Natasha's episode a little bit, but also getting l- large corporations involved. So not just the MLB, but let's say like, there's teams in Japan like Toyota, like they're a massive car industry, obviously, and they pay money to have this team Toyota in baseball and softball. Um, they don't get paid a lot of money to have this. I don't think they get paid anything. I think it's a line item in their budget. But when we get large corporations who can see this vision, that's where we can grow as well. And that's, again, going to allow players to get paid more and seasons to be longer. So these players, which you may not know this, but these professional players, they can't just live off of their salary alone. A lot of them have to have partnerships with other companies. Some people are teachers in their off season. Again, if we want the game to grow, we need it to be a full-time thing. Um, and it will be if if we tend if we trend in the right direction. But I just these are some things that maybe you haven't thought about, but I definitely do because I've been in the league at let's frankly say one of its lowest points. Um, but now that it's growing, let's talk about it more. But here's what we have to do, you and me. We have to support these leagues. And yes, I say leagues. Like, sure, maybe you like athletes unlimited more. Great. Go promote the heck out of them on your social media. Go to their games. Have a favorite player. Follow that favorite player. Watch her like a hawk. Learn from her. Get season tickets. If you have a team close to where you live, you can help support the game by getting season tickets. And these seasons are not that long, you guys. They're not like committing to a Cubs season at Wrigley. It is, again, something that we can do to help grow. I've gone to many Athletes Unlimited games. I'm a huge fan of it. It's in Chicago, so obviously it's about two and a half hours for me, not that far. But again, if you have a team close by, go watch them. Or if some of these teams are traveling to you, don't miss it. 
Do your best to be there. Support these teams as much as you can and support these players so they can continue living out their dreams so one day you can. I think this is one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded simply because it's different. It's talking about the future. I'm getting excited, almost a little sweaty because of how excited I am for the growth of the game. But frankly, I'm talking about this because the league wasn't where it should be, should have been when I played. But I want people like my younger sister. I want people like you to be able to go compete at the highest level and be able to do so without without having to get another job. I think how cool would it be if in, I don't know, 2040, it's not that far away really, we can say that there are athletes making an entire living off of playing professional softball and it's continuing to grow. So I love where the game is headed. I am a little jealous <laughs> that players are getting it better. But again, I, I want it to be that way. That's how it should be. And I can't wait to go support these teams this season. And I hope you're a little excited to watch them too. All right. Thank you once again for tuning in to When the Cleats Come Off. Don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble, and keep smiling. And I plan to see you next week. But remember, if I don't see you next week, we know why. Bye for now.